0: Hey everybody, welcome to our special online-only service. I am so glad that you're tuning in from wherever you are in the world, and I just want to welcome you. What I love about us as a church, we are one church that meets in multiple campuses that carries the hope of Jesus to thousands of locations And today, instead of gathering at our physical campuses, we're gathering at our online campus. And right now, we are in thousands of locations together. You see, what I love about our church is that we're not a building, we're a people. And so wherever you are, that's where Valley Creek is. So wherever you're tuning in from today, I just want to give you a special welcome. And today is a little bit different. For the first time in a long time, we haven't been able to gather together uh, at our physical campuses. And so sometimes when we're not able to do things that we love to do, it actually creates a massive appreciation in our heart for that thing. It's amazing to me as I was thinking about it this week, how much we take for granted the gathering of the church. It's something we're so used to and so comfortable with that I think in the daily realities and routines of our lives, we honestly, we just kind of take it for granted. We kind of have those days where it might be a little rainy outside, or it's a little bit too hot, or you're a little bit too tired, or a little bit too busy, so we say, ah, I'll just go next week, and then all of a sudden, next week's here, and we are unable to gather this weekend, and it reminds us of what a gift the gathering of the church really is. See, I don't know about you, but I'm incredibly grateful that we get together as the Church of God around the Spirit of God to hear the Word of God, to minister to each other as the people of God, and I'm grateful that we're here together online in some capacity today. You see, what I love about our church is that we're Jesus-focused, Spirit-filled, and life-giving in everything we do, including our response to the coronavirus, We're more focused on what Jesus has done for us than what we have to do for him. We're spirit-filled, so we walk in the character and the power of Jesus, and we're life-giving. We want to receive and release the life of Jesus wherever we go and wherever we are. And I know some of you, this whole corona thing has been a really big deal. See, some of you, you're over here on this side of the equation, and it's brought a lot of anxiety It's brought a lot of stress and panic and concern and fear to your life. And so when we announced this week that we weren't going to gather as the church, there was like massive relief and peace that was released into your heart. And some of you, you're way over here on this side and you're thinking to yourself, like, come on, man, are you kidding me? Like this thing isn't really a big deal. Can we just go back to our normal lives? And then there's a whole lot of us that are somewhere on the spectrum in between. And it really doesn't matter if you're over here or if you're over here. Your emotions and your feelings are real. And this isn't about should we gather or shouldn't we gather. This is an opportunity for all of us, whether we're over here or over here, to trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. This isn't about us understanding it or us getting it. This is about us trusting the Lord and then honoring the leadership he has placed in our lives. You see, God has placed governmental authorities over our lives. Romans 13 says that they are literally his servants that he's placed there, and it's up to us to honor them. And we've been asked by the local and national governing authorities to not gather together in large groups right now so we can help just contain the spread of the coronavirus for a short period of time, and we want to be people that honor that. I mean, we're a movement of hope for the city and beyond, and it's impossible for us to move in hope for the city if we're unwilling to align and submit to the requests of the leadership of the city. So this is less about how we feel or what our opinion or or preference or perspective is. This is all about us just being people of honor and submitting and surrendering to what they're asking us to do to help contain the spread of the virus so that we can keep moving forward, not just as a church, but as a city and as a region, as a country and as the world. And so what we're doing today is just taking a few moments to gather together again wherever we are online. And all I want to do is I just want to share with you three quick things to just try to comfort, encourage your heart, remind you of some things, and then give you some practical things that I want to invite you to, an experience at the end that that I want to bring you to. The first thing I just want to remind you is just this really simple thing that you know hope is here. Come on, man. We say it every single weekend. Hope is here. Come on, help me out. Because Jesus is here. And guess what? Just because the coronavirus shows up doesn't mean that Jesus has left. Hope is here because Jesus is here. And hope is not an emotion or a feeling. He's a person and his name is Jesus. And because Jesus is here, hope is here no matter what is happening in the world around us. You see, we have to remember that Jesus' main message to us was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, change your mind because hope is here. Hope is here in the midst of the world and the situations and the circumstances. And so let's not forget that. You see, it's amazing how easy it is when life is good and things are easy. We love all those Bible verses. Verses like Romans eight twenty eight. God will work together for the good, all things for those who love him. We love Philippians 419, my God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. We love Jeremiah 29:11. for God knows the plans and the purposes that he has for us, plans not to harm us but to bring us a hope and a future and we cheer those on. And then all of a sudden a circumstance or a situation shows up in our life like the coronavirus or the stock market, whoom. <laughs> and all of a sudden all those verses go out the window and it's like hope disappears. And we think because the coronavirus shows up that Jesus has left. But we know that Hebrews 13, 5 tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And if Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us, and he is living hope, then hope never leaves us nor forsakes us. So this is an invitation and an opportunity for us to take our eyes off the situations and the circumstances of the world and look back at Jesus and just remind ourselves that hope is Here. There's a great story in the Old Testament about Elijah the prophet. And he's in this city, and this enemy nation wants to come and kill him. And so they surround the city in every direction. As far as you can see, there's these enemy soldiers. And they wake up the next morning, and Elijah's servant runs and looks over the wall, and all he can see is the enemy in every direction. And he's panicked, he's afraid. He's stressed out, and he's worried, and he's concerned, so he runs back to Elijah and says, Elijah, wake up. Look at this army is surrounding us. What are we going to do? And Elijah, without even looking out over the wall, stops him. He says, hey, 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 just relax, man. Have hope. There are more for us than are against us. And the servant looks at Elijah, and he says, "Are are you kidding me, man? Are you not looking? Do you not see what's out there? And Elijah prays. He says, Lord, open his eyes. And the Lord opens his eyes, and as far as the man can see, in every direction are chariots and horses and armies of fire. The supernatural power of God was surrounding them. And what I want to remind you in this season, that there is more that is for you than that is against you. If God is for you, who on this earth can possibly be against you? And so let's take our eyes off of the chaos and the brokenness and the panic and the fear. And let's turn the affection and the focus and the attention of our heart to Jesus. Jesus is still more than enough for any and every area of your life. You see, let's not lift the coronavirus up over our lives. Because when we focus on it and we lift it up, when you lift all of that chaos up, you know what rains down? Panic and fear and worry and stress and concern. Let's not do that. Let's lift up the name of Jesus over our lives. Because when we lift up the name of Jesus, righteousness and peace and joy and faith, hope and love and strength and boldness and courage, that's what rains down in our lives. And so in Jesus' name, Let's not let what's happening around us determine what's happening within us. Let's not let the chaos of the world steal the peace that Jesus offers us. So my question for you is, have you lost sight of hope? Have you in some way or in some direction, have you allowed your hope to be in the stock market, in a situation, in healthcare, in something? Our hope is in Jesus and he's still more than enough. The second thing that I want to remind you of real quick is just that remember that we carry the opposite spirit. No matter what is happening in the world around us, we carry a totally different spirit than the world, just like Jesus did. See, what I love about Jesus is that when he walked into any situation, he showed up with the opposite spirit. If there was fear, he brought faith. If there was chaos, he brought calm. If there was panic, he brought peace. If there was anger, he brought love. Jesus came with the opposite spirit in any and every area of his life that he walked into, and he invites us to do the same. I mean, you have to remember that we as the people of God, we do not carry the spirit of fear. In in fact, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For we have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. In other words, the spirit of fear, that's the spirit of this world. That's not the spirit we care. We have a spirit of power, which means we get to walk in strength and victory and courage. We have a spirit of love, which means we get to love our neighbors regardless of what's happening around us. And a sound mind, we have wisdom to make good kingdom decisions on this earth. You see, a picture that I have in a lot of ways, it's almost like a cup of fear has been poured out over this world and that fear, that chaos, that panic has literally just been poured out over the world and like a python strangling people, they're giving into that but you have not been given a spirit of fear in Jesus' name. You have the spirit of the kingdom of God and so let's not forget that. In fact, 1 John four eighteen says, there is no fear in love for perfect love casts out fear. There is no fear in love, which means when I'm allowing the love of God to flow into my life, I will never walk in the spirit of fear. So if the spirit of fear has moved into your life in some way, shape, or form, you've probably forgotten the love of God for you. So let's open up our hearts and our minds and our lives, and let's let that love flow back in and pour back into our lives. Remember who you are. You're a beloved son or daughter in whom the father is well pleased. Remember who he is, a good and loving father who is here to protect you and provide for you and be with you and offer you peace. And remember the mission that you are on to bring the opposite spirit heaven to this earth in any and every situation of your life. You see, this is a great moment to just keep asking ourselves this really simple question like, am I moving in the opposite spirit of this world? Am I showing up with peace and with hope and with love and with forgiveness, or am I adding to the panic and the chaos and the anxiety and all that stuff? See, this is an opportunity for the church to be people of honor. This is a moment that as our government leaders and our healthcare officials and our uh, our educators and all those people in those areas of life that we talk about, as they're making decisions, this isn't the time to disagree. This isn't the time to challenge and to complain and to post online about why this and why that. This is a time to be people of honor, to be people of prayer, to be people of peace that encourage and strengthen and uplift. This isn't the time to answer a fool according to his folly. So when people go online and they post all the things about how mad they are about this, and don't try to respond to that. You know what? Just post something positive saying, I'm thankful for a school district that loves our kids. I'm thankful for healthcare professionals that are doing everything they can to keep us safe. I'm thankful for a government that's been appointed by God to lead us in this season. And I'm praying that God would give them wisdom and understanding. Let's be people that show up in this season with the opposite spirit and not get lost in the panic and the chaos chaos of the world, honor, love and redemption in Jesus name, okay? And then the third thing is really simple and it's simply this. Wash your hands and then go back to washing people's feet. Like literally, wash your hands all the time cuz it's a really good idea and that's what they're telling us to do. And then let's go back to washing people's feet. Listen, the Church of Jesus is never the people who isolate We're not supposed to pull ourselves away from the world. No, we're supposed to be in the world, loving the world, leading the world. We've been set apart by grace for the good of others and the glory of God, set apart from the world for the world. Throughout history, it's the church of Jesus. They're never the ones that are stockpiling groceries and panicking and and trying to isolate themselves. No, no, they're the ones that are literally getting down and washing the feet of the lost, the lonely, and the broken. And I promise you, there are people in your life right now that need you to be a hope carrier more than anything and any time before. And so let's not be focused on self-preservation. Let's be focused on servanthood in Jesus' name. Let's not let the spirit of fear dominate our faith. Let's let our faith move out the spirit of fear and wash people's feet in Jesus' name. You see, this is a moment in time to bring Jesus back to the center of your life. Maybe he's drifted, maybe he's gotten to the side, maybe there's been some some reality, some situations, some circumstances, maybe you've drifted, maybe you've lost sight. This is the moment to bring Jesus back to the center and say, Lord, I want my life to be about you. I need you in this moment. I wanna walk with you, I wanna be with you, I wanna know you, I need your peace, I need your hope, I need your life, I need your love. And this is a time to do some things different. See, some of you, all you want to know is when can we go back to normal? But this isn't about going back to normal. This is about moving forward into a new dimension of abundant life. This is an opportunity from God for you to never go back to what your relationship with him was or what you thought mission was or what you thought life was. This is an opportunity to advance and go to a new dimension of the abundant life that Jesus offers you in his name. We are a movement of hope. For a world that's stuck in a spirit of fear. And so I could go on and on continually trying to encourage you and and lift up your heart and your spirit and try to speak peace into your life. But here's what I want to do. I want you to take some time for you to just connect with God. So wherever you are right now, there's three really simple things I want you to do just to take advantage of this time for you to have an experience with God. First thing is this, real quick, I just want to ask you in a moment when we finish, will you grab your Bible and will you read Psalm 91 out loud? Wherever you are, if you're by yourself, you're with your family, with your friends, grab the Bible, read Psalm 91 out loud, everybody listen to it, and then read it a second time. And let those words and those promises and those truths wash over your mind and your heart because all that is available to you in Jesus' name. Second thing I want to ask you to do is just ask the question, what is this season exposing in my heart? I would bet that as you've walked through these last few days and few weeks, there's a lot of stuff that's unearthing in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart. Just ask, what is this exposing within me? Maybe levels of panic or fear or anxiety or maybe misplaced trust where your hope was in something else and as that thing is moving down, it's creating these issues. Just what is this exposing in you? And then share that with each other, being willing to just confess and repent. Put it out in the atmosphere and say, man, I just confessed. This season is exposing this in me and in Jesus' name, I don't want that. So I'm bringing it into the light and letting it go. And if you're by yourself, write it down in a journal and just submit it to the feet of Jesus. And then the third thing is, I just want to invite you to pray. Just take some time together, wherever you are, and let's pray, and let's pray out loud. That might be a huge next step for some of you that you think, I I can't, I can't do this. Yes, you can. Just start by just maybe it's just even a few sentences of God, thank you for this. Thank you that you protect me. Thank you that you're with me. Thank you that your grace is in my life. And then take some time to pray for your family and to pray for our church. And to pray for our city and our region and our mission. Pray that we would be a movement of hope for the city and beyond. Pray that in Jesus' name, the coronavirus would be stopped and the panic would be uh, settled and that the kingdom of heaven would come to this earth in a new and profound way. See, this is a moment for us to move forward on our journey with Jesus and leverage things in his name. So, I want to invite you to read Psalm 91 out loud two times. Share with each other, what is this exposing within me? And let's be willing to confess and repent that. And then let's just take a few minutes to pray. And then you're moving forward with Jesus, regardless of what's happening out there. And what's going to happen in a few moments on this YouTube feed, it'll autoplay. We're going to take you to one of our worship songs called Hope for." It'll just bring some hope in your heart. We're then going to have the Face Your Giants recap if you want to watch that, or the uh, uh, Jesus is More Than Enough series recap. All that stuff is on. You can do all of that. But, but here's what I really want to encourage you to do. This is really important so we can continue to communicate with you about where we are. Can you please make sure that you respond to or follow us on social media, Instagram, and Facebook? We wanna make sure that you go ahead and text. We're gonna put this here for you on the, on the screen. Make sure you text that so we can just give you information and encouragement about where we are and what's happening. For those of you that want to give, you can go ahead and give online. And for those of you that normally give in person, it's a great opportunity to move your giving over to online so that you don't have to worry about if you're at the gathering or if we're gathering, you can still put God first and foremost in your life. But Valley Creek, we have an incredible opportunity in this season to be a movement of hope for a world that's stuck in a spirit of fear. No matter where you are, no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on in your life, I would just want to remind you, God is good. Jesus has forgiven you. You are loved and everything is possible. Let's carry the hope of Jesus wherever we go this week and may the peace of Jesus fill and flood your mind, your heart, your body, your life, your home, your family, and the world around us in Jesus' name. Take some time. Go through those three steps together. We'll be in contact with you this week to keep you updated on everything that's happening. I love you, Valley Creek. God is with you.